don't mean how I look. There's no help in that. I just mean, is this setup look all right? Yeah. Come on, man. You're all a right. super handsome guy. We were just watching a clip of you at the Ice House and just kept showing these women just fawning over you in the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. the one. You, that's what they call the panty clip. You mean where oh, they're yeah? all throwing their pants? No. No, <laughs> not at all. I noticed it, man. Did you notice that? I yeah. kept showing that those girls like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I noticed Charismatic that. guy. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I hate watching my stuff. So I'll take your word for it. I have not seen that. Why do you hate watching your stuff? I mean, don't you watch your stuff back ever? It's just you're the you're. I'm my most critical. Yeah. You know, I'm right away like, oh, you look horrible. You sound <laughs> horrible. You could have said this better. You should have said it this way. What the fuck are you thinking there? Why'd you do it in this order? I mean, it's, I guess as an artist, it's never really, like I've released albums and yeah. if, if I could, I would still go back and fuck with them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's never, it's never really done. You know what I mean? It's never really done, done. Are you yeah. are you able to watch your own podcast and enjoy that? Because it's just like two people hanging out. Back uh, in the day, um, Crab Feast and early parts of Honeydew for a good year. I would listen for a yeah. while, but mostly mm-hmm. critically. Like, are we doing this good? How does it, the mix sound? How does right. everything sound in post? Um, and I, w- I definitely find myself laughing at the shit people <laughs> say to me in the moments we have, but yeah. I don't, I don't listen anymore. I have it. I can't, I like to have the moment with the person in the room and then let everybody else have it. Now, if there's a, if there's a, a time stamp or something, somebody sends me like this shit's hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes I'll click on that and I'll watch that moment. But, um, yeah, yeah I can't stand though. The only reason we look, I tell Ash all the time, Ash's like, how'd you know I, I made that mistake? I'm like the fans told me. I don't. <laughs> they tell on you. I don't watch yeah. it. They told me you fucked up and didn't bleep that guy's name out of there. <laughs> I love it, man. The honeydew is so funny because it's a real conversation. And I notice you you make your guests feel calm enough to just say crazy shit, and that's when you do your best laughs. Like yeah. there's a compilation of just your laughs. I don't yeah, know somebody if put that together. I, I, love I, it. I, I can't listen to it. Somebody <laughs> put it together. Look, people have asked me for 10 years, make a laugh, a, a ringtone laugh. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. But I did. So right now it's about to be released, but they got, I don't know, something about the artwork they didn't like. So we got to <laughs> resubmit the artwork. But um, there's a ringtone of my laugh coming. And I, I mean, the promo I made for it is... <laughs> I don't know why anyone would fucking want this, but you've asked for it so much that here it fucking is. I, I want yeah. it now. Yeah, I, I want it that. too. I love that. I, I guess you're right. It's like people, I guess the opposite of people like who love watching their own shit, that's insufferable, I suppose. So I guess I'm like you. Could like, you imagine going to a movie with your buddy who's in it and he's like, watch this shit. Watch, watch what I do right here. Watch what I say right here. Did you hear that shit? Oh, yeah. that. oh, no. You can't suck your own D. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't. By the way, I didn't even ask. Are we, am I allowed to cuss on this? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. We insist. All right. We yeah. insist. Thank you for knowing we're from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, by no the way, problem. I'm Kevin. This is Alexi. Thank you so much for coming on yeah, the show. Thank, thank you, to meet you for you. having me. I, um, I actually had a date pre-pandemic booked for the new, uh, it was a new club up in Vancouver. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was—I've never been. I was stoked to come oh. up, and um, and then you know, 2020 happened. But yeah, hopefully, and I feel like, and then we're not going to talk about the pandemic. But if I understand, you guys are a little more locked down up there yeah. right now. We're we so so behind. Yeah. 
We're so okay. behind. Yeah. It's like everyone in like, cause I spent about half my time in LA. Everyone there is vaxxed up here. There's like a, a waiting list still. Yeah. 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 And I already right, got- well, when it gets, when it gets back to, you know, normal, I, mm. I'd love to come back to, yeah, uh, absolutely. to Vancouver, I should say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I got, I got COVID in Arizona and the shot. So I'm fucking invincible. Now. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. You got Me it. Too, yeah. I got, I still can't smell. I haven't had my sense of smell oh. and barely any taste for six months. I'm my God. Six months tomorrow. No, really? a little more, a little, yeah. Six months coming up on you got no smell at all. Nothing. I mean, Whoa. it's kind of a blessing in certain situations, I suppose. Yeah, but it it's is. De- it's depressing, it, though. <laughs> it's it's fucking with me now. Yeah. Um. But I, I was saying, like recently, I had it hadn't bothered me too much. If the trade off for me was you don't have to step foot into one of these cesspool hospitals in this, <laughs> at Christmas <laughs> in L.A. when it was at its worst around the world, apparently, according yeah. to the numbers. Uh, yep. But you're going to lose your smell for a minute. Mm-hmm. I would ta- I would have signed up for that. Yeah. yeah. But but just about a month ago, my daughter and I um, are sleeping and uh, the smoke detector goes off at like three o'clock in the morning. And oh. I shot up right away. And my first thought was, oh, fuck, I can't smell smoke. Yeah. You oh, know, no. I can't smell any of that. My my fucking smoke detectors better be working. So our batteries <laughs> are on point. Yeah. And then a couple days after that, they evacu- uh, evacuated a neighborhood for a natural gas leak. And I was oh. like, oh shit. Oh, I can't smell God. that either. I oh wouldn't even God. know. I wouldn't even know. So this that's is- when it, it dawned on me like, oh, I, I, I miss my smell. I yeah. miss my smell. <laughs> that's, I like that all this is happening now to you. It's like the Lord is testing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See now, if he survives the, the Lord has been testing me since I and exited my mom's vagina. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, when I got it, I um to me like the illness it lasted maybe like five, six days and that that sucked, but t- the depressing part was no taste. And like when you're like when you're like, Do I have this shit? And then you're tasting things, and you're like, no way. No fucking way. I gargled ghost pepper salsa and couldn't taste it. I was like, uh oh. Oh no. Damn. Yeah. I dude. feel I can feel spice. I don't have and I can taste sweet. Yeah. But anything sweet, all of it tastes the same sweet. So yeah. whether it's an MM or a fruit, it all tastes the same. I can't smell anything. Yeah. Um, but you would you just you just said something that made me think of what I wanted to tell you. Um you, you, said you, just, you, you said oh, M&M's oh. and it made me think of I, tan M&M's, which you said in your special. Where'd they yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> happened to them. What happened to tan M&M's? Um, but I, too, I was kind of like, I don't know if I have it. This is a head cold or whatever. And then one yeah. day I woke up and I was like, that's when it, I was like, no, right away. I, yeah. the spell. I was like, no. Oh, my God. I was like, Smell, smell this candle. Do you still say the candle, man? <laughs> it's my nose bad. She's oh. like, God, I smell that candle. I'm like, fuck. Dude, that's oh, how no. I that's how I knew my smell was finally coming back is when I could finally smell a candle after a month and I openly wept. I was <laughs> like, I'm oh. gonna cry. Yeah. I will absolutely cry. I'll record it. <laughs> and I also wonder what it's going to be too. Is it going to be like somebody stank shit and I'll still be so happy or will it be coffee somewhere or will it be flowers or my daughter's hair? I don't yeah. know what it's going to be, but I'm going to cry. I don't care if I'm in the restroom with a stranger and I smell this dude shit. I'm going to knock on his door 
I'm going to say, I know you don't know me, but thank you, brother. Thank you. If you can give me some toilet paper, I'm out here crying. Uh, well, I hope it comes back for you, man. I remember like the depths of having it. I was just on Reddit all night, just reading about horror stories. People being like, oh, if this is the rest of my life, I don't want to do it. I remember yeah. some guy was like, yeah, my taste finally came back and everything tastes rotten now. I was like, oh, no. Oh, that's where I'm at. So I'm just now. Now starting to get a tiny bit of smell, mm-hmm. but the only thing I smell is water. <laughs> yep. Doesn't even have a smell. I, it does. Yes, it does. It does. It has a. It's almost like a weak natural. That the smell they put in for natural gas. That smell you smell, so you can smell it. Even yeah. though I can't. <laughs> that smell. It's like a softer, lighter smell, mm. and anything wet. Doesn't matter. I just sprayed bleach in the bathroom here and mm-hmm. it smelled the same. Everything wow. wet now smells the same. Starting Weird. to. So I don't know if it's coming back, but it shit better fucking take a turn for the better. Oh, God damn man. It. man. I just like, I haven't had it. I never got it. Like, yeah. I never got COVID. And I've had my first shot. And I just keep thinking, like, how much would that suck if I get it now? If, I got if COVID you get COVID now. now. Between- like yeah. right now, like after I've held out for so long. What if you get two shots and then get it anyway? I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wait till then to get it. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. You know, what's crazy, too, is when I was in L.A., um, a, a lot of my friends there are like COVID deniers. And so when I got really? it, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Or like <laughs> this friend of mine, she definitely got it. Was so like, it's just a flu. No, it's just a flu. It's like, you can't taste anything. You can't smell anything. You're so sick and you still don't believe in it. This is amazing. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. It's not religion. Get your <laughs> shit together. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. Um, hey, Ryan, I heard you say that... You like to keep a jar of pickles in your fridge because ladies love pickles. Yes. I, I suggest all single dudes <laughs> keep a jar of pickles in their fridge for sure. Alexi, do you know this? Um, I didn't I didn't know that. You like that was pickles just, though, right? I love pickles. This is brilliant. See, here's the thing though. The other thing about Ryan is he hates pickles from McDonald's because his friends used to piss in them. Oh, right. I, I, OK, yes. Yeah. So let's go back <laughs> to the positive story first. So I suggest like for single guys, especially bachelors, whatever. You have a lady coming over. Pickles last a long time. Girls love pickles. It's something that they can munch on and get the salty and the crunchy while they're over there at your house. You're supposed to make a woman feel safe and welcome in your home. You know what mm. I mean? Like, mm. so if you're if you're not going to cook and you want to have something, I'm telling you, it's pickles in the fridge. That's a good move. Pickles in the fridge. Uh, so back to not liking. Yeah, because I do like pickles. Yeah. But you just don't trust them. Yeah. Associated. I don't trust the people that handle them. <laughs> um, because I had a friend that on his last day or a few his last days at McDonald's, he peed in the pickle juice, the pickle oh jar. So there I would because we ate at that restaurant all the time. I would pick the pickles off, even though. 
the juice and everything was still on there. I feel like in McDonald's that shit cooks out and I just tossed that pickle out. <laughs> I don't know. It's just my way of feeling better about it. I get I also it. watched that yeah. same dude when I stood in line to order his last day. He picked his so uh, it was an older person in front of me. He picked his nose and then he wiped it <gasps> on that little, you know, that little uh, pad they have for your yeah. order and said, Can I help you? And I was like, Oh uh, my god. Oh my god. <laughs> This dude don't want to quit. He wants to get, he was trying to get fired. Yeah. You, oh. you got to kind of respect the dude like that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm going out in a I blaze mean, of glory. Boogie. Yeah. Pickle juice. Not so much. I'm like, come on, bro. We were, were your we friends. <laughs> were your friends all delinquents when you were like a teenager? I mean, delinquent officially, like actually getting locked up. No, hmm. a handful of them, a handful yeah. of them certainly did. Yeah. Uh, but, but always, um, Mischievous, yeah. I would say. Trouble <laughs> yes, for sure. Shit starters. Yes. Yeah. Were you but also not just with the the neighborhood and other mostly between each other, you know? Okay. I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of back and forth between us. We, a lot of you guys would like just fuck with each other and like prank each mm-hmm. other? All the time. I um like one of the things we loved, I just told this the other day, was uh scaring each other. We loved like a good fucking scare because we had we had friends that were just some of them were pussies you know and uh i one night i just told my little brother it was um because my other brother and i are twins so we have we had to share a car okay and every other weekend you know the other one got it which sucked but the weekend i got it you had to go where the fuck I wanted to go and do what I wanted to do and vice versa the next weekend. But my little brother didn't care because he was always going, you know? Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I don't want to go do what you all are doing tonight. Mm-hmm. So this night it's my, it's I'm driving my, uh, little, my, my little dad's Honda civic mm-hmm. original rims. Wow. And then Jeff Wagner, my buddy sitting next to me. And then my little brother's in the back seat behind me. I, or sorry, sorry. Our friend we're picking up, Anthony Biasella, is going to sit in the back seat behind me. It's a two door. <laughs> and I tell my little brother, You want to roll with us tonight? He goes, Yeah. I go, All right, here's what we'll do. You lay in the hatchback. I'll cover you with a blanket. He's not going to look back there. No one's ever going to turn around and look in a fucking hatchback of a car, you know. <laughs> and I don't care when you do it, do it whenever the fuck you want. But you come up like fucking Jason out of that goddamn lake and you throw your <laughs> arm around his neck. And you scream and you hold on and I don't care what happens. You don't let go of this motherfucker. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. So I put him in the back of the hatchback and I cover him up and uh, we're out driving and we pick Anthony up and Anthony gets in, sits right behind me and we start driving. I I, mean, I don't know what my brother's doing back there. He's waiting. A good, he waits like a good five minutes or so. And a warrior settled. That's awesome. And, and Jeff and I are looking at each other, just waiting. For, and then out of nowhere, ah! and he throws his arm around his back. Anthony Pinsella, it might as well have been a wild stallion back there. He's kicking my fucking seat. He's swinging. He's, this dude thinks he is being murdered in the back seat. My God, that was so goddamn funny. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. So when that happens, is he like, I'm going to fucking get you guys back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then you're just but, watching yourself. And they never, they never were as good as I was. So there was another one. This was a really good one. This was, um, do you remember when those emails and like these, this, this, I, I'm sure it probably happened to someone out there, but there were a lot of these like, um, 
just, you know, the bullshit of uh, if you flash your headlights, they're gang members, they turn around, all that <laughs> bullshit. Well, there was this one about women who needed to watch out for this guy, guys that were laying under their car. And when they would put one foot on the ground and the other one in, they would slice their uh, Achilles. Oh, yeah, that's right. You you remember that. this shit? You know this that? story went around oh, yeah. for a while. Oh, oh yeah. You, you heard it, right? That's a big horror story that my, yeah, parents, yeah. my parents were always like, look so, under the car. God damn. <laughs> yes. Right. So I'm sure, unfortunately, it probably happened to someone. Maybe mm. it didn't, but it ran pretty wild. So yep. back in uh, high school, we all worked at this, um, they call it a retirement community. It was mm-hmm. an old age home. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wouldn't get out till, you know, 11, 1130 on like a Thursday, you know, mm-hmm. and um one night I had stopped, I quit there, but it was down the street from my house. Mm-hmm. So I walk up at like 1130 at night and my friend, Chris, he drove a, a red Suzuki Samurai okay. and uh, it was elevated enough. So I went into the parking lot and found his car and I laid under it and waited for him (laughs) to come out of the old age home. Uh, And when he did, I waited for him to put one foot up and then I grabbed that all the way. I started pulling under a top side and ripped his ass under that thing. He's just like, oh, oh, he screamed for help. But I forgot that Maryland State Troopers um, are the security on the property. So they fucking come over, man. I was laughing so hard. No he, way. He shit himself. That you was a could good have got hurt yourself there. That was a good one. I wasn't letting go of that leg. <laughs> did you did you like get along with your twin brother growing up real well, or did you guys yeah. fuck with each other too? Well, both. I mean, we got along great, but we beat the shit out of each other, but we still really? got along. Yeah. Did you guys oh, yeah, actually yeah. get into fights? The hardest I've ever been punched in my face was by my brother. That'd be wild I mean, to see. I've been in a, I've been in a, listen. <laughs> I've been in a lot of fights in my 20s. Somebody yeah. said the other day, like, oh, he's talking about how he's fighting in my 20s. I'm not fighting in my 40s. <laughs> if you're a dude that still fist fights often in your 40s, you have yeah. to deal with your fucking problems. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a professional. And, yeah. you know, and then you're probably way too old to be fighting anyway. True. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would go at it. We've been in tons of fights. Maryland and Baltimore is a very angry place. We've mm-hmm. been in a lot of fights, my brother and I. So mm-hmm. I've been hit plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And there was one night, you know, it's a lot of tension building up. Our dad had died. Mm-hmm. Our mom's not around. It's our senior year. Everyone comes to our home because we don't have parents. <laughs> and we're trying to deal with life yeah. and everything else while all these people are there. And we just lost it on each other one night. And I... He was taller and skinnier. I was always stockier. And Mm. uh, I think people thought I was going to beat his ass. So they grabbed me and put my arms behind my back. And they're like, stop, break it up. And when my brother saw that, (gasps) I can't can't say, look, that motherfucker took the shot. Hey, I would have took if they (laughs) held his off behind his back. (laughs) (laughs) He took it. I've I've only seen, I've been hit a lot. I've rest. I've been a wrestler. Everything I've seen yeah. stars one time. It was from and it that. was from my own flesh and blood. Yep. Wow! Who um, I shared a womb with. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Burr told a story like that about how his brother was held, and he went over his dad and punched his brother in the face, and he said. Whenever they drink from then on, his brother would start eyeing him up <laughs> ever since then. Yeah. And they just hashed it out like last year. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's good. he's going to get it. 
He's gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Man. not over. No, it's definitely not that over. That was 1991. I promise you. It is no. <laughs> it was three decades ago, and it is not over. You're gonna get him? Yeah, he's definitely gonna get a shot for that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. And second Jeez. behind that is my mom. <laughs> My family has done more damage to me oh, than man. strangers out the street. Man, I it's funny. We had this comedian Sophie Buttle on, and she and I both realized that our dads are fuckboys. <laughs> because I remember, be dude, when like my parents divorced when I was five, and then I remember he'd he'd get me every second weekend, but he'd take me with him to the bar, which is ultimate. You only get a day with me and you still have to go to the goddamn bar. He straight up (laughs) used me as bait to talk to these women. It's going to use a bad term. And then he'd usher me off with someone and I wouldn't see him. (laughs) And then I remember, I remember a little, a little later coming into his room uh, and he had a, he had a thesaurus on his bedside table. It's like, oh yeah, just doing a little light reading. It's gonna fucking read the thesaurus. It's oh trying to look smart. No way, <laughs> man. Um, I heard Ryan. I heard you one time. You kind of delved into a a story about when you were a UPS worker, and you shout out to the UPS Baltimore Hub Primary One Joe Avenue. <laughs> shout out, and you were. You got into, like, you were delivering to someone who ended up being a serial killer or something? What? Well, or something, yes. Not okay. a serial killer, but definitely a double homicide. Yeah. Whoa. Jesus. Some fan just found uh, that house the other day really? and sent it to me, and I reposted it in my IG story. Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, a, I was hired uh, for uh, Christmas uh, help, you okay. know, seasonal worker. Yeah, I was a driver's helper and um, I lived right outside the city. I lived in a row home, my grandmom's place, and um, she had passed, but I lived there with my brother. Mm-hmm. And the, the driver was like, look, you live on my route. So after I do my next day airs, they all got to be out by 10. I'm going to swing by. Motherfucker blows the horn in the middle of the street. And I run out from my house, my little row home in my brown suit, my brown outfit. And I get in the driver's side and we just roll. And it's 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 a lot of work because row homes are there's a shitload of them. It's not Mm -hmm. like a house here and then a yard and a house and a yard and a house. It's boom, 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 boom. So we're hustling all day. And and the rule was uh, at the time out of sight, out of weather if they weren't home. Mm. Uh, if it was if it was on a row home, you didn't leave it because somebody's stealing that. But if oh, we got okay. out, so we would start in the city and then we'd get out to a little bit of uh, just more space. It was the county, but it wasn't mm-hmm. the country, you know. Right. So I'm knocking on this. And, and the, uh, I took the addresses on the passenger side. He took them on the driver's side. So this is my delivery. I run out. I rap on the door. Nobody's answering, but I can hear people in there. Knock again, nothing. So I go around the back where I can see they have a deck. Mm-hmm. I knock on the door back there, no answer. But again, a lot of noise going on in the house. So I leave the package on the back deck, out of sight, out of weather. Mm-hmm. And I go back around the front door. And one more time, I beat on the door again. Driver, My driver's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. They're definitely in there, but I can't hear them. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I left it out back. He's like, all right. So I get in the truck. And it's probably, I don't know, just before lunch. And then that night you work 
extra hours during Christmas. We don't get it back into the hub to like nine 30, you know? Yeah. And, um, the supervisor walks up to me. He's like, Brian, how about that crazy motherfucker on your route today? I'm like, <laughs> you know, we just did a 12 hour shit. You know how many crazy motherfuckers we just saw in Baltimore? Like who are you talking about? Yeah. And, um, he's like the guy that killed the two people. We're like, oh. what? And he's like, this address here. I'm like, Oh my God. That, and the driver's looking, I'm like, that's the one I was told you I could hear him in there. So oh my God, what happened was this loser <laughs> owed these guys some money for some drugs. And when I, and it wasn't much, if I remember cor- correctly, it's probably under two grand. It wasn't okay. a ton. Yeah. And he's also the same type of white trash that had cars sitting on his yard. The kind yeah. of cars you could have paid a junkyard a few hundred bucks and started collecting your money, whatever. Yeah. So this guy decides he's going to drive way out to Carroll County where I grew up and meet these two drug dealers that he owes money to. Right. Yeah. And he does. And when they get there, he kills both of them. Holy. And puts them in his car and drives them to his home. Okay. Okay. Now they're gone, obviously, for quite a while. What the killer doesn't know is that one of those dudes had just had a baby with his girlfriend, and that newborn was in the car they drove to meet this guy. <gasps> oh. Everything's fine with the baby. Baby's fine. But the mom called the police and said, Look, my boyfriend just left with our baby. Here's his license plate, year making model. Here's who you went to meet. Here's who he was with. Oh, Here's my. where the guy they went to meet lit. Like it, you didn't, you, you and I, the three of us could have solved this. You know, we, <laughs> we didn't need a detective 101. Yeah. So the police oh. show up, they find the baby in the car. Fortunately, the baby's fine. They then go to this guy's house. And what's happening when I'm knocking on the door is he's down in the <gasps> basement doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Well, it turns out he was digging up his no uh, fucking way to bury the bodies no in the fucking basement way. And he hit a water supply. Oh. So, so he couldn't bury them down there and the police come and they fucking said it was a gruesome site and they got the guy. They went right to his place and got him. Dude, this we guy is like, the worst luck the ever. Fuck? And <laughs> someone just, I don't know if, no, I would say the two guys that he killed had the worst luck ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he did that shit, man. He, he fucking killed two people, tried to bury him. And some fan the other day said, yo, here's that house. No I'm way. Like, that, is, that is the fucking house. Yeah. That'd be oh funny if there was an America's dumbest criminals about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, I just researched it recently. You still Google it. It comes right up in the Baltimore sun online and everything. Yeah. Dude, what a good thing. You didn't answer the door when you're knocking. I'm mad at a yeah, no shit or dragging yeah. him. Anything. Jesus. Anything. That's why. We like, are we going to have to be witnesses and the, and they were like, nah, man, they, they solved this already. This guy was an idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah. thank God. I don't want to go to court for this. Oh yeah, my seriously. God. That's scary. That is scary. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you were doing that job, you said you encountered like lots of crazy people. Was it just, it's weird. Cause you think they'd be in a good mood that you're delivering the thing that they ordered or whatever, but they're just still lots of, well, lots of A lot anger. of times they're not home. Yeah. You know, they're working. Uh, but also it's not just them. It's the people on the sidewalks <laughs> and yeah. in the stores <clears throat> and everywhere else. Uh, but also people who work there, like, mm-hmm. The best, some of the best criminal shit I've ever seen was done at UPS. <laughs> really? and it was, I, yeah, I loved it. Like I was, I ended up being a supervisor, but 
these dudes were all my coworkers before. So I knew all their tricks, you know, like <laughs> I knew, I knew when Timberland would call and say, Hey, we got a pair of used Nikes in this box right here. And one of my guys rolled in with brand new Carolina blue Tims. <laughs> I knew, I knew what was going on. And they're, they're, the loss prevention guy, this dude, he's like, let me show you how these guys do it. So he had some great shit. This dude early, this is 93, 92, mm-hmm. 93. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. I move here 97. So this is 94 to 96. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He had the pen camera back then and he would drill it into a little, one of the like studs that were in front of the unload bay. Wow. And like, watch this guy right here. And he would show me and the guy would have a liking for this certain package and he would set it off to the side. Mm-hmm. And as he'd unload, he'd slowly kick that package and sort of <laughs> keep it with him. And then at the end, what happens a lot of times when they back those tractor trailers up to the, the um, unload bay, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a little gap. So a package will fall in between. Okay. When you're done unloading, you're supposed to go outside and clean up the area if there's any smaller packages down there and then put them on the, the belt and send them over. But what guys do is whatever package they've taken a liking to, they then kick that one outside. Okay. And then they go outside at the end of the night, boom, 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 new shoes, old shoes. One dude used to tie them together and sling them and throw them <laughs> up on the roof. <gasps> And the guy, the loss prevention guy would come down and go, I got this pair and this pair. I'm like, oh, these guys. this dude was so into it. It would be February. It would be three fucking degrees at two o'clock in the morning. And this dude would lay out in an all metal package car watching these guys stealing shit. It had to be so fucking cold in there, but he got off on it. That's how he called him. So one of the funniest ones was uh, back when CDs were a thing. And you had the uh, record clubs. Remember, you get like 15 CDs for a penny or whatever. Yep. Well, these people were ripping these things off left and fucking (laughs) right. Like it was a it was a problem. So they put (laughs) they put the the dye packs in them. Oh, Oh, yeah. And in the summertime in Baltimore, it's 100 100 degrees, but humid as fuck. And then when you're inside those trucks, it's like 120, 125 degrees in there. So you're sweating your fucking ass off. And these guys pull this package open. Now I'm learning to be a supervisor at this time. I'm just an unloader, but I come in early. I take this whole uh, curriculum on a computer and I'm learning to grow, get the fuck out of that bullshit so I can be better, make more money. Yeah, I'm only 20 couple years old. And here come these two dudes and they, they're, they look like grimace. They are covered in purple. And I start laughing and the other, they're like, it's not fucking funny. I'm like, it is though. It is. It's funny. And what happened was that it blew up on them. And then, you know, they're sweating and they're trying to rub it off, but that just makes it worse. So it's covering them all everywhere. They both get fired. That was a good one. We always, every year they gave a free Turkey for Thanksgiving and some greedy asshole always took two and will get fired for that Turkey. Um, but there were so many good, fu- they all knew the guard and the guard shack. So he wouldn't yeah. wand them. Wow. You know what I mean? Like there was a wow. lot of really good. I, I loved it. There was a, yeah. one lady. There was one lady who uh, is called lost or I'm sorry. Um, loss prevention. Oh, it's called a sweeper. Okay. And she oh, yeah. was on loss prevention too. But what happens is like, let's say you send 
something to your aunt and the box breaks all up. Well, if you're, if it's uh, fixable, we'll sit there and tape it real quick and, and make it nice. And so it, it makes it, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of times TV shit like that, this lady, and if she would have stopped, she would have got away <laughs> with it, but it's what criminals always do. It got good to her and she would send it. So if it busted, like her sister Janice was getting that shit in Tennessee. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't matter what the fuck it was. Janice was getting it if she had to rewrap it. Uh, so much shit like that. Oh, the best one. Can, yeah. I, can I tell you this one? Please do. This yes. is the most creative. All right. Can't wait. So there were guys that we, we lived in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. we would see a lot of these package trucks. Well, this one dude on one route in Baltimore City. He lived on that block of the brown package truck that he would package. So there's a twilight shift where like, I'll come in. If you're my driver, one of you guys, let's say you're my driver. I come in, I set your truck up for you. Mm. So I organize the uh, addresses from where you're going first to last. So that ideally you grab and go, right? Mm -hmm. This dude, the truck would deliver in his Baltimore city neighborhood. And in Baltimore city, Remember, I was telling you, you can't leave a package because they'll steal it. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. got to be signed for. Mm -hmm. So anything this dude wanted to steal, he would tape it up inside the wheel well of that truck. (laughs) Okay. And when you're when you're doing row homes and businesses, a lot of times you'll see the UPS guy. They'll park their truck. They'll take a dolly and they'll go run the packages. Then they'll come back to the truck. Yeah. So he would wait for the dude to do that. Then he would run up to the truck, reach up under the wheel well, pop out the package that he taped himself in there a few hours before and then get whatever the fuck it was he wanted. Jewelry, whatever it wow. was. No this dude way. had a whole fucking system. But he, again, greed, <laughs> he got caught. And the one thing that actually... Um, Got up, so we were on our Christmas route. They we come in there, like you guys aren't delivering. Your we're like we've delivered every fucking package. You're like nah, man, you missed a dozen. We're like no, we didn't. No, we fucking didn't. So they sent a loss prevention guy out who oh. followed us oh. six six or seven stops behind and found that oh. there was somebody following us three or four deliveries behind. No so people way. Make, People make a living off this shit. So we're delivering and they're fucking taking them. (laughs) We're delivering. They're fucking taking them. And our guy caught the guy following us. He followed the follower and he got him. That's amazing. I loved it. Oh, that's incredible. That's crazy. Gambled illegally at UPS with a guy that murdered his wife. I ran numbers at UPS. What? What? So here's the deal. This was my guy, Pat. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Pat was an ex-con. Okay. Who back in the days a very his old guy by the time I got to him. Mm-hmm. False teeth, all white hair. He uh he came home and apparently caught his wife fucking his best friend in their bed. So he got his gun and he shot everybody. Whoa. And I think he killed her and not the guy. Oh, so he did. He did it. He did 20 years and got all out on 18 for good behavior. <gasps> Um, he didn't have his, uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, passion crime, crime of passion plea okay. or anything. Yeah. He does 18 in Baltimore city. He's got, he's an older white dude. He's got a tattoo on his arm, a prison tattoo, a Baltimore city prison tattoo. And <laughs> this rat, that's like this fucking big like here to here. That's awesome. Squeezing his dick, double fist and squeezing his dick. And it says, 
it, it's a rat and it says here kitty kitty it, it's a scared scared cat next to it that was his tattoo That's crazy. No and this way. dude knew every fucking thing about every person in that place so i'd sit down from him he'd be like hey what's up Jimmy? his, his wife's about to leave she's cheating on his ass That's with his cousin i'm like yeah, this guy knows everything so I, I just love people like that. So I start yeah. talking to him. He's like, he's, he's running, um, he's doing football pools and shit. He's like, you gamble. I go, yeah, I'll, I'll play football with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing college games with him. I'm doing NFL games with him. But the thing the guy does that's my favorite is he runs numbers. So, all right. So when he got out of prison, he was given this job as, as a state job uh, and his job, is to sit in that UPS cafeteria and it's still a big hub. It's one of the last that has full-time union employees on the, in the country, I think, at least on the East coast. So there's a shitload of people floating in and out of this building. And his job is to keep all of the vending machines fully stocked. That's okay. his job. Yeah. He'll keep your lunch cold for you when you bring it in. Yeah. Throw it back there with everybody. Like he's just a man. And every night, I would see this napkin on the table after he'd leave uh, with these numbers on it. And I was like, I fucking look at the lottery. I'm like, it's the fuck. These motherfuckers running numbers down here. <laughs> so I go, Hey, and I mean, everyone played the super, the top supervisor. We all played with this dude. I don't care if they tell you they didn't every executive <laughs> all the way down to the drivers. We all played with this dude. So on the side, he had a bookie he worked for because he couldn't sustain his living off of this fucking vending machine job that he was doing. And he would run numbers for the bookie. He'd do all the betting for the bookie, all of it. Um, so I'd play this pick four number every fucking night was this address that I had to force to live in. And I'm like, it's going to be good luck. We'll pay. And every night I'm playing and everyone after they're like unloaded a truck, they go down to the bathroom, they take the circle downstairs, they roll by, look at the napkin on the table, <laughs> see if they won out. And one night I got there like 10 minutes late and Pat's like, man, I wanted to put the number in for you, but I didn't know if you really wanted to do it. I go, fuck. And oh. it hit. It, oh. hit. it didn't hit straight. Thank God. Cause that yeah. should have been like 10 grand. But oh. it hit box and it was it was like twenty five hundred dollars. Man, and back then that was like twenty five thousand oh. dollars. So this oh. this dude would tell me every he, I love. I mean, he did kill somebody, but I love <laughs> this guy was a good a good dude post murder. That was his wife. He rehabilitated. <laughs> I, th- I think after 18 years in a scary Baltimore prison, I think we can like, like him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he would tell me, I go, who's the scariest guy you saw in there? Cause I'll yeah. tell you right now who that motherfucker is. He said, this dude stood out. Pennsylvania Avenue is a very rough fucking neighborhood in Baltimore. And the cops don't like to go down it. Yeah. And there was a dude that stood there in the middle of the fucking street with just straight up shootout. And Took them, took cops down. He's still alive. Holy and he, shit. He's still alive in Baltimore. And they said, you just didn't, you just didn't fuck with that guy. Wow. That's the guy that you just didn't fuck with. There, there was a guy at the Vancouver comedy club comedy mix. It's not around anymore, but he was a bouncer and he was like this massive native dude. And he was like that where he was, you could just tell he was scary and that he'd done things. <laughs> and if, if there was a problem in the crowd that none of the other people could deal with, they'd send him over there. And there was a guy in the front row that kept heckling all night long 
but he was kind of like a gang guy, so they were worried about throwing him out. So they sent this guy there, and he <laughs> bent down, and it looked like he whispered something into his ear, and then the guy shut up. And then <laughs> later, people were like, what did you say to him? He's like, oh, I didn't say anything. I bit his ear. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's so scary. Those right? people, and this guy was not an intimidating guy. He was a small old man, but he, he didn't give a shit. I, I remember one time we were in LA back in the day. We we're at this club on Sunset. Uh, on the Sunset Strip, it was uh, what was it? it was one of the big ones, Roxbury or whatever. And they had a bouncer. This guy was like legit seven footer, and but not lanky. Big. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He had a he had a towel on his shoulder, like a bar towel, and all night we're just smoking <laughs> weed, laughing. Like this motherfucker's got a king comforter on his shoulder, you know. This motherfucker's got an age quilt on his shoulder right now, and uh, he was so big we couldn't get over it. We just couldn't stop looking. He was so big, and then some asshole goes through the crowd, starts grabbing girls' asses, and Uh-oh. I'm telling when I tell you, this guy palmed him. He palmed a human being. He palmed him. Grabbed him by the top of the shirt around the neck and the and the jeans. And we were like, hold it. We wanted to see it. And he said he waited and he threw this motherfucker down the step like <laughs> tossed a man a hero, down the man. stairs. Bro. That's incredible. Oh, stairs. I love I love those kind of guys if they're on your side. Right. Oh yeah, if they're on your side. I just don't, I, look, I say all the time, like, add a name for guys like you where I come from, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, Ryan. That was really man, fun. Thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. I hope you come to Vancouver soon, man. Yeah. I do too. I hope I get up there. I'd love to come up. I know it's beautiful up there. I want to get there. Absolutely, man. Well, nice to meet you. Yeah, so nice, nice to meet, to meet you. you both as well. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you, you. soon. Watch the All Honeydew. Right. It's the best Watch podcast. The Honeydew. Yes. Subscribe to the my YouTube channel, RyanSickler.com. And the yes. Honeydew Podcast. And what's your album called, by the way? I know you have two. Uh, Get a Hold of Yourself is the most recent one. And uh, Above Ground Pool was the first one. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. All right, guys. Thank See you. See you, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.